Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. We're going to go to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, verse number 9. And that's found on page 520 if you have one of our Bibles. 520. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 9. What good looking people we have here today. That's right. You should just look to your neighbor and say, he is talking about me. He's talking about me. That's right. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 9. I'm going to invite you to read this with me together. We'll begin at verse number 9. Are you ready? Let's read. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen, everybody. Would you do me a favor? Put your hands out like this. Bow your heads. And would you repeat this prayer after me? Dear God. Dear God. I'm here today. I'm here today. I open my mind. I open my mind. And my heart. And my heart. Speak, Holy Spirit. Speak, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. you may be seated. <clears throat> We begin a series called Pray First, and we have been praying at 6 a.m., and I just want to say thank you to the army of people that's been coming, and I want to challenge you. You make it a goal. One day, at least come, one morning, maybe at 6 a.m., and then Saturday morning, we have it at 9 a.m., and we want you to intercede. It's just amazing what God's doing. There's a different spirit this year, everybody. It's just something, God's doing something special. I gave you a bracelet last week. <clears throat> How many of you got their bracelet on today? Wristband, I guess it is, not a bracelet. Okay, these are the people that are going to heaven. Hold your hands up, everybody. <laughs> you say, well, Pastor, I wasn't here. I didn't get one. Well, you missed it. <laughs> you missed it. Okay, good luck. No. We actually ordered more, and they will be here next week, so you've got to come back next week and get it. But I want to encourage you to wear your bracelet or wristband. <laughs> keep saying bracelet, wristband, because we don't need, we don't need more trinkets, we need more thinkets, something to help us think. So on, the, on this wristband is the word, you first, Holy Spirit. I want you to know, I've been, man, the treadmill, this thing been bouncing on my arm when I've been on the treadmill, everywhere I go. I hope you will too, because we've been saying, you first, Holy Spirit, just like when you walk into a door, and, you know, there's someone that's, you're about to go in the door, and there's someone beside you, and you want to be kind, and you want to open the door and say, you first. I want you to picture everything you do in life being that way. And so let's just practice. You ready? Come on, everybody. You first, Holy Spirit. Let's do it again. You first, Holy Spirit. And if you'll do that, the Bible says if you walk by the flesh, I mean, if you walk in the Spirit, you won't, will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. In other words, a lot of your problems that you have will go away when you start saying, you first, Holy Spirit, and, and following Him. Okay, I know it. It's already, it's, it's better than your amen but today, I'm so excited. Dear goodness, I almost called you Friday. 
This is so good. Today, I feel like that today could be one of the most powerful times of your life. I think that today could change your life trajectory because what I'm going to share with you changed my life trajectory several years, uh, 10 years ago or better. And I want to teach you how to pray. How many of you feel like, you know, like me, I just like struggle, man. I, I think my prayer life could use a little help, like knowing how to pray. Has anybody ever felt that way beside me? Like, okay, knowing how to pray. Okay, there's 10 of us. The rest of you... <laughs> Should I just go ahead and say, let's just come to the altar right now? <laughs> Liars. <laughs> so today, many of you have heard the Lord's Prayer. Many of you have said the Lord's Prayer. And many, many of you have memorized the Lord's Prayer. But just the words do not have the power. You follow me. You're gonna write, don't write me off yet. Just saying the words, memorizing the words... If you don't have the practical part of the words, then it doesn't work. When Jesus gave this prayer, he was like, it's to be practical. And today what I want to do is I want to give you the, we're going to say the statements and I want to give you the practical line. And I'm going to ask you for the next seven days that we talked about last week, building your altar at your home, that when you kneel down, that you would use this model of prayer and you would do it for seven days and watch what happens in your life. That's, that's all I'm asking for. And it'll take you maybe five to ten minutes to do it. Now, it's going to take me about 20 minutes to share it with you, but it'll take you about five to ten minutes to do it, okay? Will you do it with me, everybody? Yes. Okay. Thank you guys so much. I'm not sure about everybody else, but they know they better say amen or I'll spit on them. <laughs> You've been there watching the preacher preach and all of a sudden spit coming out of his mouth. It happens. Okay. Let's go with our first phrase. You ready? Here it is. What's our first phrase, everybody? Our Father in Heaven. Our Father in Heaven. That's right. So here's what I want you to say. And when you say that, I want you to give God thanks. So you say, Our Father in Heaven. I want you to stop right there. Stop. And take a moment to give God thanks. Amen, everybody? Amen. You say, well, Pastor, you don't know. I don't have a lot to give God thanks for. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Amen, everybody? Amen. You're breathing, baby. You can give God thanks. Amen? You know, there's a reason God gave me fingernails. I don't really know what it is. I hate cutting them, but uh, anyways, but thank God for them. Amen? Amen? There's a reason the hair grows out of my ear. I don't know why. <laughs> thank God for I thank God for any hair. <laughs> oh, boy. Look what the Bible says. Psalms 104.4. Uh, 104. Enter his gates with what, everybody? And into his courts with praise. Now, would you read out loud these next four words? Be thankful to him and bless his name. Here's what I want to tell you. If you will start your day with the Lord's Prayer, and you'll do it the way I'm teaching you today. I can only teach you. I can't do it for you. But if you'll do this, I'll tell you what happened. See, it's hard to have a bad attitude when you start your day off with gratitude. It's hard. You will have to work harder at having a bad attitude. So a good attitude will follow gratitude. Amen, everybody? It's hard to be hateful and grateful at the same time. And so I want to encourage you that. Our Father, when you get to that point, just stop and say, God, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. There's another passage I want to share with you, James 1 and 17. Every what, everybody? Every good, you might want to circle that word, every good and perfect what? Gift. 
gift. You know the gift is everything good that happens to you, right? Every good and perfect gift is from where? Above. Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change. Thank God he doesn't have bad moods. Hallelujah. Like shifting shadows. And so what I want to tell you is this. Recognize that everything good that's happening in your life, God has orchestrated. Everything good. You say, well, no, that was a good person to come into my life. No, no, God orchestrated. He motivated them to do good for you. Amen, everybody? Now, let me tell you something. Every bad thing that happens to you is not orchestrated from God. Some of you think, well, yes, because God's trying to get me back. Let me tell you something. If God wanted you got, you'd been got. <laughs> Amen, everybody? I mean, all you got to do is say the word and you don't breathe anymore. So God's not trying to get you. <laughs> okay, never mind. <clears throat> The two words that are the most powerful words are thank you. And everybody knows that. We know that because we try to teach our children that. From the time that they're, they're infants, we begin to teach them these two powerful words. You, you can, matter of fact, you can walk up and someone's got a, a baby that's, let's say, four months old. And the baby will drop their toy. You reach down, you pick up the toy, you hand it back to the baby, and the parent will look at the baby. And say, what do you say? What do you say? <laughs> well, I'm waiting on this. I don't know. What they gonna... Like that baby's going to say thank you. I mean, like I'm waiting on that one. Now. I'm like, come on. I don't want to hear it. We teach thank you. And when we approach our Heavenly Father, we say, our Father, stop. Thank you. Thank you. Amen, everybody? Amen. That will, if you do that part right there, it'll change your life already. So let's go get on a little deeper. Here we go. And the next one is, hallowed be your name. Here it is. Here it is. Write this down. Please, please take your notes home. Please do it. I give you reverence. I give reverence to your name, God. I give reverence. I'm going to let you write that down. Reverence to your name, God. When you say hallowed, that sounds so religious, but it is a, a very technical word, spiritual word, that means holy. The word holy means to be set apart. Like right now, this Bible right here, I'm holding the Bible, man, it says holy Bible. Bible means book, holy means holy, means set apart. This book is special. It's holy. It's set up. It's not like every novel that you read. It's holy. It's the word of God. Amen, everybody? Amen. Watch this. <clears throat> when I was growing up, we were poor, but we did have something in our house that was a little crazy. It's called a china cabinet. Anybody ever have one of those? Yeah. China cabinet. You know, we never were allowed to touch the china in the china. Matter of fact, we had chinette. That's paper plates, baby. That's what that is. <laughs> we ain't off all that stuff. But, but, oh, every once in a while, somebody come to see us. We pulled out that stuff, and we're like, oh, is the president coming? Who's coming? Because it was set aside for special stuff. And I want to tell you, God's name is to be set aside to be special. Amen, everybody? Yeah. And let me tell you something. God's last name is not damn. It's not. It's not. It's not dog. Yeah. 
See, we Christians say we can say, God, dog it, and we think that, okay, well, that's good. Because I didn't say, damn, that's good. Right now, some of you are so caught up, my pastor's cussing away right now. <laughs> but I want to tell you something. God's name to be set aside. It's holy. Hallowed be thy name. It's special. So God's not, name's not like Jeff or Joe or Tyrone or anybody. No, 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 no. God's name is holy. Therefore, the only time that we should be expressing his name is when we're giving worship to him or when we're sharing about him to someone else or when we're praying and we pray in the name of Jesus and we're releasing the power of heaven and earth. Even when you end your prayers, you should not go, and in the name of Jesus, amen. No, no, no. If you just say that and you don't think about what you're saying, that's why God doesn't release the power because it's just, it's just something we say. But when you stop and say, in the name of Jesus, and you just pause, and you realize you just released the authority of heaven and earth, it's amazing what God will do. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. Ephesians, I mean, Exodus says this, Exodus 20, look what he says. You must not misuse the name of who, everybody? The Lord will not let you go, what? If you misuse his name. Now, I want to tell you something. I was um, uh, probably, I don't know, probably a year or so ago, Rhonda and I was watching a movie, and we was watching, it was an action movie. I mean, we were shooting up. We were going rescuing people that had been taken hostage. We was in it. And while we was in that, all of a sudden, somebody let out a GD in that movie. And I went, ooh, that's bad. Let's go get them. Come on, let's go, go, go. Then a little bit later, they let out another one. Like, oh, that's bad. Come on, we're almost there. Now let's go get them. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, I'm all into it. They let out another one. Finds, oh, we're almost there. The next morning when I got on my knees to pray, I made my altar. And I get, when I get to this part, when I say, hallowed be your name, I bow down before God. I do that at my altar. I, I just push my little chair back and put my face to the floor, and I pledge my allegiance to God. <laughs> I give my allegiance to you, God. <laughs> and when I did that, all of a sudden, the Lord, I said, hallowed be your name. He said, you didn't think it was too hallowed last night. I'm like, what do you mean, God? Did Rhonda do something? <laughs> Not Jeff, did Rhonda? <laughs> the old Adam and Eve. It's that woman you gave me. <laughs> My head's sweating right now. <laughs> but what I, you know, is that he said, how dare you, Jeff? This is what come to my spirit, my heart, my mind. I would never allow anybody to come in my home and use that kind of language. They may say it one time, and I would say to that person, listen, I don't want to disrespect you, but please, not, don't say those words. God's my heavenly father. I love him, and I don't want to do that. I don't want that to do that. But yet, I sit on my sofa, shooting them up, listening to people say that in my home. And let me just tell you something. His name is Holy. And so if I wouldn't allow that, anybody sit in my home, why in the world would I invite them in on my television, my computer, or my phone to ever curse my God? Amen. Now, Christian people don't do that. And I want to be a good Christian. Amen, everybody? 
Everybody's under conviction right now in the room and online. I know we are, so let's just do better. Amen, everybody? He said, Pastor, why would, you, why would you tell us that? Because I want your life to have God's favor. Amen. And I want, you, I want you to go up. And I'm calling you up. And God is calling you up. Okay. All right. So, our wristband. What does our wristband say, everybody? You first, Holy Spirit. Come on, let's say it. You first, Holy Spirit. That's right. You first, Holy Spirit. All right, look at the next statement with me. Here we go. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, here's a statement. Now, if you say that, here's what you say. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. Have your way. Watch this, everybody. 1 John 5 and 14 and 15 tells us about this. Look what he said. This is the confidence we have approaching God that if we ask what, everybody? Anything. Anything. According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we've asked of him. Now, so what you're saying is, is that when you say, have your way, God, we're saying, God, you do what you think is best. In other words, let me tell you this. I thank God for all the unanswered prayers in my life. Ruth Graham said it this way. She said, you know what? I thank God for the unanswered prayers in my life. If not, I would have married the wrong person three times. She said, you know, before I married Billy Graham, <laughs> there were three other men that I prayed I wanted, I wanted to marry. And let me just tell you, some of you sitting in this room right now, you know what? You've, you're going through a heartbreak. Some of our teenagers, some of you, you know, young adults, some of you are, are single again, and, and you've been dating this person, and all of a sudden they broke up with you, and it broke your heart. And you've been praying, God, oh, Lord, send them back. God, I need them. Lord, send them back. Change their mind. Help them, Lord. Oh, God, help them. Help them. Oh, God, help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, I need them. I need them, God. And some of us who prayed that prayer years ago, now we have something called social media. And their picture popped up. You didn't even hardly recognize them. And you just happened to look at that name and realize that they laundered money, they stole, they've been in jail, they've been on drugs, they've been all this stuff, and just been divorced 18 times. <laughs> and you was begging God, mad at God, mad because they left. And God was saving you. Yeah. And besides all that, and besides all that, they ugly as sin. Because <laughs> sin will make you ugly. Amen, everybody? Just think what I would look like if I was living in wrong sin. Thank God he saved me. I'd be, I'd, you wouldn't be able to stand and look at me. He gave me Rhonda to help balance some of that out. <clears throat> yes, hey, don't have to get too many amens on that. <laughs> the next one, look at it. But let's say what we're saying first. You first, Holy Spirit. Come on, let's say it again. You first, Holy Spirit. All right. Are you getting anything out of this? Amen. All right. Now, we're learning to pray. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make it where you can enjoy it to hear it, but I want you to receive it, okay? So don't take our humor as not serious. We're ser I'm serious about this. Okay. Give us today our daily bread. Here it is, everybody. Please write this down. Give me what I need today, God. I'm asking you to pray this for seven days. Philippians 4, 19. I'm going to read the word and, and you shout out the next two words. You ready? And? My God. Who's God? My God. Who's God? My God. 
That's right. It ain't the pastor's God. It's my God. And my God will meet all your needs. Not all your greeds, everybody. Mm-mm. Just because you're... Never mind. Let's move on. And according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now, I want to tell you, God will meet your needs. Several years ago, well, it's been over 30 years ago, Rhonda and I was, uh, had become youth pastors and uh, we were going to visit a guy that had been my mentor, won me to Christ. His name was Randy Brooks. And he, his church was in Marietta, and Rhonda and I wanted to go. We was going to have lunch with him. And uh, I only had $10. And I knew there was a, something called, I think it was called Country Buffet or something close to there. And you could, man, you could go buy a buffet back in that day before under $5. Your meal was like $4.50. $4. You had the buffet, $4.50. Man, that was a day. Now it's $59.99. <laughs> and so I had $10. But I was like, I really wanted to go. I wanted to buy his lunch. And so we drove down 75, got off 75, got on to US 41 in Marietta. And it's about a six or eight lane road. And I was driving down through there. Rhonda's beside me in my car. And I run over something. Just see, going to my car. I looked up, and it flew up in my window. I pulled over and jumped out. Rhonda said, what are you doing? I just jumped out of my car. Freaked her out. I went back there and seen trash. <laughs> but I looked beside that trash, and there was a $10 bill. I pulled up to Randy's place. I said, Randy, today I have taken you to lunch. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches. Notice that. He gives to me that I can give to others. Amen, everybody? So you see, if God's going to meet your needs, most time it's going to come through people. Amen, everybody? Most of the time, God meets your needs through other people. And so why not be the conduit that God can use? Amen, everybody? So he's blessing you. He said, I want to use you to help somebody else. That's why, that's why I've given you the strength you have. That's why I've given you the energy you have. That's why I've given you the mind you've got. Is so you can help people. Yes. You know, tomorrow is MLK Day. Man. I, one of the things I love about Martin Luther King Jr., his picture here, is this. And he said this. He said, everybody can be great. Because everybody can serve. Right. Amen, everybody. You can be great. You just need to lean into serving somebody. God, give me this day my daily bread. Why do I need it? So I can help somebody else. So I can look and see a need and meet it. So I can be Jesus to somebody else. Anoint me with my daily bread. Settle down, Jeff. Okay. You know what's going to happen this, this coming Saturday? We do doing Serve Saturday. We don't do Serve Saturday for me. <laughs> we do it for you because you need to serve. See, it feels good to do good. And if you don't take time out to teach your kids this time that they're going to, their life's meaning comes through serving, then they're never going to find it out. And that's why, like next Saturday, we'll have a bunch of people here uh, doing boxes for teachers. 
We're going to bless over 300 teachers next week, and you get to put the, come put the boxes together. And listen, they went through Christmas, and it was pretty good. Now they're back at it in the middle of January. It's dark, and it's difficult, and it can't be depression. So they need a little lift right now, and you get to do it. Amen, everybody? We'll be at the food pantry. You bring your five-year-old to help teachers out, and you bring them to the food pantry, and you tell them why. Because there's people that don't have food like you do. And so right now we're doing God's work because we're making sure to organize all this food that those people can receive it. Amen, everybody? We're called to do good, everybody. We're called to love by doing good. And our kids have to know that the only way to have meaning in life is to lean into your purpose through Almighty God and say, who can I help? Okay. Amen. I know you don't know what to do because I'm telling and yelling right now, aren't I? Sign up on your card. Come out next Saturday. Listen, quit talking about doing good and do it. Don't just sign up, show up. Mm-mm-mm. That's right. Okay, what do we say, everybody? You first, Holy Spirit. Here we go. And, and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Here it is. I repent of my pride. Please write it down. And release those who wrong me. Every time I get to this point in prayer, God, forgive me of my pride. Forgive me of my pride. You see, pride, pride will keep you from admitting what's wrong in your life so that you can never find out what's right. As long as you say, well, no, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. As long as you keep holding on to that, you'll never discover right. Pride, oh my goodness, pride, this is what pride does. Pride says through my actions, I don't need you, God. Humility says through my actions, I can't live without you, God. 1 Peter 5 and 6 says this, look what he says. 1 Peter 5 and 6, humble yourselves. Therefore, under God's mighty hand that you may what, everybody? And lift you up when? He may lift you up in due time. If you will do what I'm talking about and you will practice this prayer, your time will come. Quit putting off your due date. God's got a due date. You've got to lean in. Let me tell you something. The most prideful thing to do is this. is say, God, I don't want to live with you. I don't want you in my life. I don't need you in my life. I don't want anything to do with you. You say, Pastor, I would never say that, but oh, when you say, I don't want you to be the Lord of my life, I don't want you to be in charge, that's what we're saying. Amen, everybody? Yeah. And so today, that's why we do a prayer every week, the prayer to become a Christ follower, because it's the first step for you to say, God, I need you. I need you to save me. And so today, I want to offer you that opportunity in this room today and online as well. I want to offer you the opportunity today to say, God, I need you, and ask him to save you, and watch what he will do with you. Amen. Would everybody bow your heads with me? And I'm going to ask everyone to say this prayer after me. And those of you that, that are today that, you know, you want to become a Christ follower, just mean it in your heart and he'll hear you. So let's all say it together. Would you repeat it after me? Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Help me. Save me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
for saving me. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand for all the people that just prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer with us today, I want you to check the card on the back of your card. It said, I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. Those of you online as well, that's your first step. I want to send you something in the mail that's going to help you on your spiritual journey because I want to help you so bad. And the second step is a step of obedience, and that's called baptism. You say, well, Pastor, I was baptized when I was six. Well, your parents enjoyed that. (laughs) But did you live up to it? If not, it's time to jump in the pool again because there's something about that obedient step of getting in the water. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. Okay, here we go. We're on the last one. What are we saying, everybody? Come on, let's do it again. You first, Holy Spirit. You You go first. Here's the last one. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Okay, you can do the fill-in right here. What are we saying? That's exactly what you pray when you get to that line. You first, Holy Spirit. I end my prayer every day with this statement. You first, Holy Spirit. You first, Holy Spirit. Look what he says. Jesus said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will what, everybody? He'll teach you. He'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said. I want to show you something. I have in here... A good old, a good old southern Coca-Cola. If you're, if you're from the north, I'm sorry, we, we call our drinks Coke. You call them soda. Oh, yes, I know it. I'm sorry. But what I wanted to know is show you about these Cokes is that when you put the pressure to them, Because life is full of pressure. You put the pressure. (laughs) And look just what happened. (sighs) Oh, I'm feeling like the Hulk right now. Some of you got to Google who the Hulk is. Look what happened. Why did this can crush? Why did this one not crush? Which one are you going to be? Amen. This year, 2024, are you going to be full of God's spirit or are you going to be empty? Amen. Because if you're empty, but if you're full, baby. Let me tell you something. I can, I can, I can make a dent in this can watch, but it pops right back out. You can't see it. I'm, I mean, I'm doing it. It's right back. And that's what happens to us. Knocked down. Kicked around. Shaken. Pressed down. But we don't stay down. We get back up because we got the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us, empowering us, that we are people of God, everybody. Amen. Glory to God. Who wants to open this? You don't want none of this. I got the Holy Spirit. Amen, everybody.
People won't start messing with you. Oh, you don't know who you're messing with. Because I got the Holy Spirit. And you pop that tough, he's going to get you. He's going to make you not sleep at night because you're messing with me. One story. You got time for one story? His name was David Livingston. David Livingston was a missionary to Africa out of England. He was determined to make sure the people that seemed to be forgot about in the world would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so he went and spent his life in Africa sharing with people that other people would not even consider worth it. And he began to share Christ. And, and the, the good news is, is there was many tribal leaders and groups that received Christ, but there were some that, didn't, that would not. And one of those was called the Headhunters Group. That's what they named them. Because they were determined to kill David Livingston and his entourage that come with him, a small entourage. And one night they were at camp. And as they were in their camp, it was actually right before dawn, or I should say evening. And one of the people that had been traveling with them, one of the tribal people that had been traveling with them, let them know that the headhunters were coming. And in fact, not only were they coming, but they had encircled their camp. And they were waiting till the sun went down. And they were going to come in, and they were going to kill every one of them. And David Livingston began to write in his journal. And he wrote these words. I wrote them down. They were the words that Jesus said in Matthew 8 and 20, uh, 20, Matthew 28. And it said this, all power. He wrote his words. Matter of fact, he wrote this. I am afraid that tonight may be my last night. And the, and the, the uh, historians tell us that his writing began to shake. But then he wrote these words. I am fearful, but Jesus, you said these words. All power of heaven and earth is given to you, and lo, you are with us always. I will not be afraid. And they say in his journal, all of a sudden his writing began to smooth out. I will not be afraid. The sun set, nothing happened. Needless to say, it was a sleepless night. Nothing happened. One year later, the headhunter's tribal leader gave his life to Jesus Christ. And David Livingston began to converse with him. And he drawed his attention back to that night. And David Livingston wrote down in his journal, it was January 14th, the same day as today, 1856. And he asked him, he said, why did you guys not attack us that night? He said, I'll never forget it, the tribal leader said. He said, because you had 47 warriors around your camp, wielding swords and lights. David Livingston come back to the States a couple years later, and he was in a church in Scotland that had supported him. He was sharing this story with them about the 47 warriors around the camp. And when he shared that, there was a man that jumped up by the surface and ran out the building. And he come back 
at the end of the service. He had his journal there. And it was written January 14th, 1856. Tonight, me and 47, me and 46 other men are gathered tonight to pray for David Livingston. Why do I beg you to pray? Why do I beg you to pray? It's because somebody's life's in the balance. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.